Welcome to Fright Night. She just goes a little mad sometimes. Wolfman's got Mars. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. We have such sights to show you. Hey, everybody. What's up? And welcome back to another episode with the Jersey Ghouls. And I don't know. Oh, God, you were you were all excited. Your face, I like got caught up there. I am- you know what? I, I'm all excited because as our listeners know, um, we love all horror movies. We love we all of the subgenres. But me in particular, the slasher is my bread and butter. So Indeed, I am is. absolutely, not I, we, we are absolutely delighted to welcome Deborah Voorhees Woo! to our show. Uh, she was in the cast of Friday the 13th, part five, but more recently, the writer and director of 13 Fanboy. Deborah, thank you for taking the time to hang out with us and welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Oh man, we are so excited to have you on. First of all, yeah, Jackie is the biggest fan of the series. She has been for as long as I've known her. Um, we absolutely love part five. I think it's bonkers in all the best ways. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and um, and most importantly, we, we're really big fans of fanboys. So I guess if you don't mind, let's, let's first start by talking a little bit about how you kind of came into writing and directing a very meta, very self-aware horror story. So tell us, my biggest question is, who stalked you? Who did the damage? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, okay, so 13 Fanboy, if people don't know, it's about an obsessed fan stalking the actors from Friday the 13th and Halloween. We've got Dee Wallace, we got Kane Hodder, we have CJ Graham um, and several other people from the Friday series. And uh, so how it came about was I was talking with my producing partner and my writing partner, Joel Paul Reisick, and he was asking me about what it was like going to um, horror conventions, what are horror fans like? I said, well, they're pretty cool people. You know, they're basically a lot of fun. And um, I said, just imagine, you know, basically a bunch of grown adults who love playing, you know, like kids at Halloween, dressing up. They love the special effects. They want to see, oh, wow, look, that looks so realistic. Or no, that doesn't look real. You know, something like that. I said, oh, you know, so fantastic. They're fun to hang out with. And um, he said, well, is there anything kind of weird, scary? And I was like, well, never really at a horror convention or anything. But he's come on. <laughs> I, I know. Said, I'm, I'm thinking the same thing. I'm like, come on, just between us friends. <laughs> I said, well, there's been a couple of times that kind of unnerved me. One on Facebook Messenger, I received a message that said, wouldn't it be cool if you died in real life like you did in Friday the 13th? Oh my gosh. Garden shears through the eyes for my, (laughs) not on my list of to-dos. And um, so I blocked that person. Yeah, seems like a good call. <laughs> good call. If you'll notice, that line is in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So haunting. Yeah. Three weeks later, I'm sitting at my desk. It's very late at night. 
I have French doors and no, the curtains aren't drawn. Um, I live out kind of in the middle of nowhere in the woods and um, I, my phone dings. I look and it says, I'm watching you. Oh my gosh. If I'd been anywhere else in the house where they couldn't have been watching me, I might not have thought too much of it. But since I was riding at a single light on, I knew that they actually could be looking at my home at that point. I have goosebumps. I'm sorry. I'm literally like. <laughs> yeah, it's creepy. And I, ding, ding, ding. And the person is pretending to be Jason and that he's there at my home to kill me. Oh my gosh. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> so like not on one call, right? Like me, you were like, well, you I'm know, not. It's like, what do you do? I mean, it's like, I just get a message. I didn't message anybody other than I, you know, told my husband, I was very upset about the situation, but I thought, okay, you know, it's maybe just somebody playing a prank. And so, but I was definitely, it definitely freaked me out. Well, my producing partner immediately says, that's our movie. <laughs> 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 no, 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 no. I don't think oh. real life. I was thinking more in terms of making a movie about a fake monster, like a Frankenstein's creature, or you know, something like a Jason coming up out of the grave, something that you don't actually think can ha- you know can't happen. Right. Um, but it took me about five nights of, I mean constant thinking it through wow and uh deciding you know if it really disturbs me this much i can scare people with this so it really is the right the other thing that i really wanted to before i decided yes it was like okay am i going to give anybody an idea and then i thought no stocking's been around forever i don't (laughs) right so you know i can't you know responsibility for the crazies out there and so um, I felt like if anything, it was actually made it a good platform to discuss the issue because many, many women, not just celebrities, but many women have been stalked either, you know, in very intense physical ways and or online or something. Uh, somehow or another, they've had disturbing, uncomfortable situations. And so I just think that um, this is a, a great way to have a God, that's well being entertaining as well. Yeah. And, and I think the film does a great, you know, like one of the lines that I think stuck with me and just, just haunted me was when he kind of mm-hmm. talked about you guys, like his family, when, when the killer, and I don't want to give too much away for anybody who hasn't seen it yet, but the killer references you all as like his family. And right. at no point did you put them in any sort of sympathetic light or anything like that. I thought it did a great job of making them the villains in earnest, but it was such a chilling, haunting, like look at the mental health component of it all. And like, right. I really thought that was really well done. Um, and it's chilling. It is. I, I'm really hoping that like you, that, like hopefully that, that died at no pun intended that night. Right. Like you never, you haven't battled with this in any, you know. right. I've had, I've had a few other situations, but that was, those were the ones that were the actual ones that kind of, uh, those were the stories that I told that were, yeah. So, it, and I did block the person as far as I know, I have, don't have any more contact with that person. Ahead. It, you know, it's possible it was just a prankster and I do know the person. That's, ugh, either way. 
either way. <laughs> Jeez. And it's crazy. It's funny. I had the um I had the pleasure of sitting with uh Bev Randolph at a show once, who is just the most mm-hmm. adorable person in, in the world. And I sat with her for maybe two hours and I was so mentally drained and overwhelmed by the fans that I just I don't know how anybody does it. I give you the I I like. I don't know if it was my social anxiety or like my, I just, I was like, I don't know how they do it. Like, it's so hard to be in that position for, for like a a stint where you have all these people who just so many of them just adore you guys and you mean so much to them and you have to give them so much of yourselves for that time. And it's, and some of the people were so uncomfortable and she was so gracious. And so what, and I'm just, I, I'm in awe of how you guys do it. I think it's your real superpower that you are able to go to these cons and, and, and put up with us fans, because oh, I yeah. gotta tell you, it's, it's, <laughs> I couldn't do it. I, yeah, I, I couldn't think- smile for that long. I really couldn't. We have had booths at conventions just promoting our show. And like, by the, like the midpoint of day one, we're like, yeah, hey, what's up? We're Jersey Girls. <laughs> like, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah with you guys yeah it's it's we we're always really in all of the way and yeah like you know there are creepy fans that don't mean to be creepy like sometimes no. it's just right a, a weird personality or there's like some like somewhat social awkwardness and yeah like I said it's I'm gonna piggyback off of what Marissa's saying like you guys really are the superheroes where it's just <laughs> everybody that we have ever met in those situations genuinely just super nice we have never met anybody at these conventions that seems superficial at all everybody is always just just super happy to be like yeah okay this movie came out x amount of years ago but all these people are still have loved the movie for all these decades and has loved all of the characters and and the killers and the victims and and Mm -hmm. and all of that and it's just such a testament to you guys and and all the films that you're making Uh I, you know, it's, it's really is, um, it's a lot of fun. It it is difficult. I actually um, am a bit of an introvert. And nobody, when I tell people that they usually like, huh, that doesn't make any sense. But I was given the definition of how you know, if you're an introvert or an extrovert, you know, you're an introvert, if you're around a lot of people, and you lose energy, and you become exhausted and tired. You're an extrovert if it gives you energy. So I got to figure out how to gain energy because I definitely am one that I, by Sunday night at the end, you know, that third day, by the time I get home, I'm just like dead exhausted. (laughs) I'm with you. Yeah. I'm the same. I'm actually lucky Jackie's an extrovert because Mm -hmm. I'm the same way. I'm so I mean, and it's funny because I saw that you were a teacher for a while and I got so happy to like talk to another educator. I just left the classroom to go into counseling at the school actually. So it's been a weird transition, but um, I, I even teaching, I felt like takes too much. Like I'm like exhausted. I'm an introvert through and through. And yeah, good thing I've got Jackie because she thrives on, on, on that. I'm just in a corner (laughs) crying. Um, Right. So, so one thing, talking to the the villain in Fanboy and everything, one thing I have to admit, and I'm sorry if this almost comes off as creepy, but I, there was a small part of me that could relate to your villain. Sure. Which again, like is part of, to me, the brilliance of the writing of it all, because Mm -hmm. as a kid who was kind of weird and neglected in a lot of ways, horror was my fan, you know, like that line, I think just this idea that you become you know, you're transported and that's what good storytelling is, right? I mean, that's right. why 
we love it because it transports us and and it's it's so evident in not only horror but in all genres right whether it's harry potter whether it's you know whatever series people are into you become that becomes almost your alternate reality so to me it was such an interesting choice to make as as a writer and as a director to kind of make this villain who there is Mm. something sympathetic there you know no and that was very intentional um i i have a very strong belief that on a soul level, that all humans are good, that the things happen and confuse them, mess them up. Um, They become, because of their situation, um, you know, something sometimes dangerous. They, um, sometimes it's a chemical imbalance. Sometimes they may be missing a part of their frontal cortex which um, doesn't give them what they need in order to make rational decisions. And so I can't hate that person. I mean, I might get angry at somebody who's being um, awful for a period of time, but I can't do that for any kind of length of time. Um, And so I didn't want to have just a, a body there that is Um, attacking and killing needed to be a human being with emotions and imagine and in this part we do say in our promotions so um, it's not giving anything away imagine being a young boy and not having you know any not having any kind of human support and that is that you've been watching Friday the 13th and Halloween, and that's been your saving grace. And that does become your family. How do you feel when they don't respond to you? I mean, granted, murder should not be your, (laughs) but you know, that's what makes a good movie. (laughs) Right, no, it's true. It's still, you know, we can't forget it's easy to side with the victim. It's much harder to feel for the perpetrator. But if we are going to grow as a human race, the perpetrators also have to find peace. Yeah, that's, that's profoundly so, correct. Yeah. <laughs> it's relatable because, I mean, Marissa and I are both 40. So we grew mm-hmm. up, I feel like we grew up in the era of, like the TV raising the kids. And mm-hmm. it's it's in that exact same kind of a timeline of of the of of our uh, our killer in, right. in 13 fanboy. So yeah, it's mm-hmm. like of course, like, you know, mom and dad are doing something or just mom or just dad or whatever. And it's like, yeah, you just sit them down in front of the TV. Like that was I I you know, the TV rots your brain. That was <laughs> that's our generation, I think is a hundred percent. Jackie's trying to be all nice because she's worried her mom is listening. I'll say it. I learned I learned the facts of life from watching the facts of life. I'm not scared. <laughs> Um, no, it's, it's, it's so true. And I think it's why it resonates so well with our generation of, of fans. Right. Film. So, so let's get down to some of the stuff I'm, uh, let's get down to some of the female stuff I want to talk about with. Okay. Them. So I, I have always been in awe of what I think is a very feminist career. I kind of did a little mm-hmm. of, of, of yours and, and I think it's, I'm still riled up about how you were kind of forced out. The story I read about how your students and your, your, your colleagues came to bat for you was so touching. Mm-hmm. I think it's such crap 
that we have, we as educators, first of all, they're lucky to have us, right? I mean, they can't right. get kids to fill education classrooms, no matter how hard they try nowadays. Um, and right. that's what they get for treating us the way they do. But at the end of the day, like you've had, you've had a lot of uphill battles when it comes to your choices as a feminist. So my question right. as a director, as a writer, right? Mm-hmm. Reconciling the, what I would feel is fairly categorized as often gratuitous male mm-hmm. gazy nudity of the of the original Friday the 13th series how did you right. choose to kind of work with that in your own head when you know you chose to use nudity right you chose to use pretty intense graphic violence what was right. like how do you kind of wrestle with all that as you're sitting down to write and kind of create this art what's your this take on is, that this was actually really easy for me and and believe me, I am very much a feminist but I don't see anything wrong with nudity I think that we're all way too uptight about it that it is a way of stifling us and telling us that somehow there's something wrong with this, with our physical body. A physical body, mind you, that everybody has the same parts. So why is it shamed? Not to mention that I really, really have a deep desire to exploit men. I'm not okay with female nudity and I don't get female nudity either unless I'm going to be a hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. I, I agree. I think we have to get like, you know, we have to get over it. I think it's so funny that we clutch our pearls at nudity, but we're mm-hmm. so fine with like the intense violence and the intense reality right, right? around us. Chopped <laughs> his head off, you know, and I've had parents say that. Oh yeah. You know, I let him watch all the movie, but of course I covered it when your books were on the screen. And I'm yeah. like, so he saw Ron Sloan's hat get cut off, <laughs> but yeah. the boobs that feed your baby are <laughs> That's yeah. I'm sorry. That's the part that confuses me. That's so fair. Worry yeah. about something. I'm going to worry about the violence for the small children. But then I also, you know, the truth is I've also softened a little bit on that even though I still don't think I would be, I wouldn't be comfortable with my own kids in that way. I don't have children, but that um, it, it wouldn't be something that I would feel comfortable with. But I've met so many uh, horror fans who told me they started very early in life and they're balanced and they're great. And, you know, they uh, talked about how their parents taught them about it. And uh, many of them did it in very responsible ways and tried to talk to him about special effects. They'd show him some stuff about special effects. Um, One parent told me that their son, he was like eight years old when he saw the scene with me and he started crying and screaming and running around in circles. They killed her, they killed her, they killed her. He was so upset. And so she turned off the TV and, and, or that the show for a moment and then got some of my other films and showed said see she's alive it's not real and tried to show how it was done with makeup and stuff and then he calmed right down and felt much better about it I'm not sure why we are the way we are I find it very puzzling but um yeah we are and hence I thrown out of two high schools <laughs> that's the 13th but you know what Same. it was a blessing because as much as I loved teaching and I loved helping kids, I really did. And it was incredibly traumatic and very hard on me when it happened. But when I let that go and decided to get back into filmmaking 
And, you know, it was a long road to get back in. It was the best thing I could have done. I love telling stories and I love shooting films. I love the arts and in a film, every single aspect of the arts is in it. You've got the words, the writing, right? You've got the visuals. You inside, you have set design, you have paintings, so you have the visual arts, you have music, sound effects, and so on and so forth. Everything is covered. And so it's just a big playground for me. And I'm a child, so it doesn't work out well for me. <laughs> that's that's so awesome. Yeah, I think I think it's it's you're right where you need to be. If I could be selfish right. about you creating art, I'm good with it. Right. Um, <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, no, you're right. It's hard. I have I have two daughters, one's eleven and one's twelve, and I'm actually doing uh-huh. um a little uh like a little column for Ghouls Magazine about raising mm-hmm. them as horror fans and kind of like introducing them to the classics. And it's hard because, mm-hmm. you know, you do, you want to like, because this is such a big part of my life, they've gravitated towards it now. And mm-hmm. it's true though. I'm much less worried about like, oh, fem- the female body, like obviously sexuality, I try to keep them away from anything they're not ready for. But yeah, I'm way, I would never show them a Jason movie, not because of sexuality, because of violence right now. Like they would literally <laughs> right. not, you know, I mean, these are the same girls who called Poltergeist boring. So obviously I got to step up the ante a little bit but, you know. <laughs> yeah we, jackie was there when we watched jaws and when he finally came out like jackie and i are like clutching each other so excited she's like that's that's it that's this the movie. yeah like, she was like I, yeah at one point she's like looking at her hand like ma come on like we've been shark. watching this movie for like 30 minutes where's the shark like why is this scared yeah didn't get it that it was it's right and oh. it's like you know we tried to tell her like Funny. when this movie came out people legitimately did not go back in the water. Like this yeah. shook right. people. And she's like, where's right. the shark? Like I'm over this. Mm-hmm. No, no suspense <laughs> at all. It was fantastic to watch. And so- yeah, when when she told me that her girls found Poltergeist boring, I'm like, I'm sorry. I am still afraid of Poltergeist. Like I can't with that movie. I love that. It's one of my favorites, but the tree and then the clown and then the face peel and yeah, and her kids were like yawning it's today, it. bro. Kids I'm today. like, oh my god, you're great. Oh, I can't with yeah, kid kids today. That that's that's crazy. <laughs> I can't believe they wouldn't find it scary. I know. I've tried everything. So recently, we just watched. I I let them do Texas Chainsaw because again, that's one of those ones where you think you see more than mm-hmm. you do. And I like explained to them how like for the 20 years of my life, I was terrified of chainsaws. I like still am leery to visit Texas, you know. And they were like, "Lady, this is fun, but." really is the best you got like they are just (laughs) I mean they are tough to scare these kids they are they are there was a point when you know in the last couple of years uh your oldest Marissa her 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 favorite movie was was the it chapter one and two and I'm like do you know how frightening those were I'm like you know and they and I did they see the the Tim Curry version no they would never survive it they would be like they would be on their (laughs) own yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that one that one keeps me out of the shower still. That even even the shining, she was like, nah. <laughs> Really? I know. So I, I'm so tough today. Like we were we just were we wusses? I don't we I are, thought yeah. I thought we were the tough Maybe generation. their amygdalas are just really tiny. <laughs> just in My there. <laughs> you know? I mean that, that I mean that's seriously, but that's actually a good thing because it might even, you know, help them in their life with, you know, taking more risk and challenges and stuff. It's true. Yeah. And I think, you know, I hate to not to, I really think they're having a very kind of run of the mill, normative suburban ho-hum knock on wood life has kind of, they don't, 
like there's something about I think going through hard things and being a horror fan that to me works so well together and I think that they just you know it's so they're so detached from the trauma and the violence and that which is great that's how I want them to be you know well of course but you know you make a very good point that's interesting yeah I think it's they don't very, have a frame of reference for it right. and they don't have that so you know you know the answer to this yeah you got a little trauma you, got- <laughs> <laughs> you know what check I'm sure they I'll do lock it them in the basement threaten them with the chainsaw yeah. oh Next here comes Aunt Jackie. Watch it, they'll get scared you know what let's here get some wire hangers with a baseball bat <laughs> yeah I no, think I mean, you know what I think it's it, it's something that that we've you know we were planning to talk about anyway but the evolution of horror movies horror movies when we were growing up were not to say that this is I don't want to generalize but I feel like when we were growing up they were just all very visceral and we had practical effects and and today I feel like you know not I'm not that CGI is a terrible thing I mean practical Mm -hmm. is always better but I think horror movies are just they're different today I mean every now and then we get like a certain throwback when when Rob Zombie redid Halloween we got that throwback to like the grindhouse 70s you know really just nasty horror but I think so much of it today is and I I make fun of the term elevated horror but it's it is kind of true that like it's a bit you know horror movies now have that subgenre of like the thinking man's horror movie where it's a slow right. burn and things are going to happen eventually and and they're not for everybody and marissa's giggling because she knows they're not for me i'm i'm not <laughs> here for the slow burns um there, there's plenty of movies where you know i will sit back and and i will appreciate them as a horror fan but no thank you like i'll i'll, I'll leave those to marissa <laughs> fair enough yeah so speaking to it, let's talk a little bit about meta horror because I've seen okay. that a lot of a lot of like critics and reviews call the film meta horror. Right. Do you are you good with this? I mean, you know, I I understand the reasoning for it and it makes sense. Um, you know, you don't usually have a movie where you have a whole group of people playing themselves. That's true. Um, this is I it is something new. And, um, the, and and I didn't just say, I mean, they're playing in a fictional situation, but I chose things that fit who they are. You know, there's something about it. Like look at Tracy Savage, for example. She really was a broadcast journalist and she really cool. is broadcast journalism. Um, in the case of Kane Hodder, in that very dramatic scene, that story about his dad is true. So each thing, you know, had, had it had to be, since we're talking about them, it had to be something that fit who they are. Okay. I actually made a note of that is one of one of the my my favorite scenes was Kane Hodder's death scene. I said, because it's so, I mean, I, I really only truly know him from we don't the Friday the 13th. Well, that's true. His his dramatic <laughs> scene, we'll just say mm-hmm. yes, his dramatic scene. Did we just get a because, hint for the sequel? Because I only <laughs> know him as Jason to see him in a different light. Now, I have never met him at a convention, but I know plenty of people that has. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everybody, it's nothing but good things to say about how wonderful and how just, again, yep. genuinely nice, polite, loves the fans. But again, right. I have never met him. So to see him in that moment where, like, 
this isn't Jason. This isn't a big silent Ophi killer. This right. is just this is just a guy. This is just a regular. He's an actor. He's an actor, right. and he's got a wife, and he's got kids, and he's got stories, and he's got personality. I loved seeing. Yes. I think he was my favorite one. I think mm-hmm. of, of all of of everyone playing themselves, he might have been my favorite because it was to me the biggest. What do I want to say? I guess just the biggest opposite of what I know him as, and to see him right. as kind of this just nice guy looking out for his friends like I said that his his scene his dramatic scene was it, mm-hmm. it's one of my favorite ones of the whole movie right well and that scene when they're sitting down talking and talking about his frustration in acting he absolutely loves playing the silent killer mm-hmm. he's a blast doing it but that doesn't mean he hasn't wanted other roles and he has been turned down for roles because they couldn't get beyond that Mm-hmm. And so I had both he and Jennifer Banco both thank me for giving him that moment. Mm-hmm. Which I bet that happens to a lot. Of, I mean, right? Like I'm sure it's been hard for everyone to get over this, like, oh, you're a scream queen or oh, you're a horror. You know, like it's gotta right? be grueling to kind of deal with that. And I mean right. what does do you find that that legacy is is harder to to deal with than than not I mean do you feel like Hollywood is evolving past that kind of thing like how do you feel like horror is moving if meta is the new thing because we're all so Mm -hmm. self-aware I guess Mm -hmm. my question is what comes next then you know I right now I feel that in 10 20 years from now we're going to look back at this moment and say we're in a golden age of horror Wow. Okay. You look at the number of horror movies that are coming out far more than ever before, far more. And I've seen some amazing ones. I mean, really, really good ones. You know, where are we going? Boy, I'm going to have a blast figuring that out. (laughs) Got a few more I want to make. I know that I think it's best for you to embrace where you fall. And um, it doesn't mean that you can't move out in and do other genres as well. But I think the more you embrace and the more you appreciate the benefits of being known in the horror community, being a part of the horror community, the better chance you have of moving beyond. But why not? Um, for me, I have to be really honest with you. If I never make another film outside of the horror genre. I'm good. It's fun. It really is. It's just plain silly fun. And if you've made it to the very, very end of the film, and I don't know how many people have, you have to wait all I did. the way through the credits. Yep, and yep. you saw that? That's us on set. So fun. Balls. Yeah. <laughs> I know. So, I, I got to hear a lot of Vanessa stories. I was so jealous. I was like, it sounds like so much fun. <laughs> I love Vanessa. She's amazing. She is. She's awesome. Love She's that really woman. fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, it is, right? I mean, being on film is the, on set is the, is the absolute best. I'm with you. It's such a, such oh, a yeah. high. Absolutely. So, so what is next? Do you have, we have um, an upcoming, the list, right? Is the next project we're working on? Well, actually I was planning on doing that before I locked in on this one. Okay. 
oh, I don't know if I'm going to go back to that. I think there's a good chance that I will because it's just such a great story. Uh, but right now, I am really focused on a horror thriller that has kind of a, oh, you know, just a really intense thriller kind of vibe to it, um, like Gone Girl kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a true life ghost story that I'm really interested in doing as your well. true life ghost story. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna and ghost stories scare the shit out of me. Me yeah. too. <laughs> Jackie's a non-believer, but I won't sleep for weeks. Like I am, I am so. I had some things happen. I'm a believer. I am scared. <laughs> I I'm don't even thoroughly. Like I am thoroughly it. entertained by them. There's a whole entire shelf on the bookshelf behind me dedicated mm-hmm. to the supernatural and hauntings and things like that. I, I am. I will eat up anything about the occult. I'll watch all the movies, read all the books, listen to right. all the podcasts. I'm so fascinated by it. But yeah, I, I personally don't don't believe in the afterlife that's okay i believe enough for the both of us yeah that's true true. i'll send my ghost him visit (laughs) send it to jackie dude i'm all stuck up Uh, and and one day when i die if you see a pair of garden shears going across your living room (laughs) oh my god you'll be like holy shit she's right but you go oh my god that's deborah jackie that's what you get now deborah's gonna haunt you and you deserve it you know what if i can have anybody i will i will be delighted if deborah comes to haunt me oh you're too you're way too sweet to haunt her you're too nice like it's not it's not gonna work we need you I just hope when we're like, you know, like years and years from now, you get garden shears and you're and haunt you. I'm going to be the best moment. Uh-huh, of my life. Like, she did it. Oh, we'll she both be diapers. <laughs> we'll be in the home by then, Jackie, but it'll be worth it. It'll be the greatest callback of ever. <laughs> We always we always joke that when we're older, the girls are gonna like put an etch a sketch on the wall and plug it in and pretend let us pretend we're still podcasting when I'm too old to know what's going on. So um. <laughs> that's cute. I like that. So speaking of directing, let's have some fun. If you could remake absolutely any film, horror or not, like somebody's like, this is it, we're gonna do it right this time. What would you choose? Bad seed. The bad seed from 19- Nice. That's such a good answer. Yes. I, I just how learned can that you movie not- Oh my God, I love that film. Wow. Not love a little serial killing little girl in pigtails. Yes. Them braids. I mean, how can you not? Yeah, we, so every year we do a March Madness episodes. We do a series. Mm -hmm. And this year, uh, we've been doing it for like, what, four or five years now. And this year, our category for March Madness was human serial killers. And, Uh, you know, Marissa and I compile a list of 36 mm -hmm. and, you know, we actually came up with like 40 some and we were trying to cut and figure out what's going to be in and what's out. And I was like, well, there's this movie on here, Bad Seed. I said, we can cut it. I've never heard of it. And Marissa's like, Jackie, that is one of the highest rated horror movies. And I was like, all right, fine. Like, I'll let's keep it, whatever. And then, of course, I watch it. And then I was like, this is the greatest movie ever. I'm like, I loved that one like I really really did like the one the the one character I said the, my favorite character was the one the woman that was just constantly like white girl wasted drunk I'm like she was my favorite <laughs> I love that one it's and just like character. the little girl I'm like the, the best part about that movie is like you've got this little killer girl and she's like what 
eight years old, but it is very, very clear that this is not where, like, she's been doing this for a while. And I'm like, at right? what age? And I'm like, oh, I was absolutely blown away with how much I liked Bad Seed. Yep. Yep. I love it. And can you imagine, I would put it in a modern day kind of situation more than likely. Although, I mean, there's a lot of choices that you could go with it, but I think it could be so much fun. Mm-hmm. And then that you would be amazing. Yeah. I mean, you could really do some really incredible things with that film. And I know Pop um, Low uh, redid it and I think it was a good one. I liked it. I liked the original a bit better. Yeah. Uh, very often, I actually like the remakes better because, you know, it's a little more up to date, the technology's better and stuff. But in this particular case, I felt like the other one, um, that it missed just some of the really intense beats that the other one had, but I still loved it. And I'd still watch it again. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But I would just, I would just like to take it to the next level, you know, turning it into maybe even just a full-blown slasher. That I, would be yeah. so freaking cool. A kid's like a full on yeah, kid like villain seeing slasher. Actually, mm-hmm. everything that she does. I mean, yeah, I mean, creepy the kids in horror movies already. Like, that's already a level of of horror and fright that is just right. You know, I'm afraid of like regular teenagers. And now you're gonna give like just a creepy kid, like children of the corn. Like, oh right. yeah. creep creepy <laughs> kids is always always like the height of of, of real terror. Yeah, thanks, guys. I I have to go upstairs and have two adorable blondes like giggling at me all night. I'm gonna be like, <laughs> the real. I'm gonna villains. text your kids. Oh, why are you afraid of us? That's <laughs> mommy crying. <laughs> and my one will eat right into it too, because Jackie will text her and tell her to do something creepy. She's all over it. Oh yeah, yeah. And I'll tell her. I'll tell her. I'll text her youngest and be like, go upstairs, go Scare on mommy's mommy. bed, and just start going creepy, creepy, creepy. <laughs> Dude, yeah. there's nothing like you open your eyes at two in the morning and they're just standing there. <laughs> like, like, this is it. Like, it's just the worst. I really hope that ends soon. That Kill that me in my sleep. <laughs> Murder me. Um, oh man, so fun. All right. So Jackie, I've been hogging the questions. What do you got over there? Oh, so I did. I wanted to talk about, because um, like I said, I'd mentioned, I really love the practical effects um, mm-hmm. and how... I mean, obviously for everyone playing themselves in this movie, all of you uh, come from the generation of movies where it was practical effects. It was always practical effects. Right. So was that like the reason why your choices for that uh, in this movie that you wanted to, I mean, obviously mm-hmm. it's an homage and to stick right. with, I mean, obviously there's gotta be certain elements of CGI, I'm sure. But for the most part, I'm assuming practical effects for everything. Yes, we did. Um, we the only things that we brought in any kind of CGI in was some was nothing to do with kills. Um, you know, like there was one time we had to shoot a night scene during the day, and so we just had to black out the window with Jennifer Benko, mm-hmm. and so um, we had to add some lights to make it look more realistic because it was just like sheer black, not like the kind of black when you're looking out at it. Yeah. There was nothing out there. So some things like that. But yeah, it was very important to me to stick with practical effects. I prefer them. Mm -hmm. I know that there's some really good special effects artists out there that do the computer generated stuff. But one of the things that bothers me is um, 
it, very often the blood doesn't have enough dimension to it. It's too thin. And, um, you know, there's just certain aspects about it that just to me doesn't quite flow right. So um, when you can do it with the practical effects, I think it works better. And yeah, since we were, were doing um, something that related to, you know, Friday the 13th, Halloween, that, you know, 80 slashers, you know, it, it, to choose anything else would have been insane and wrong in so many ways. And yeah, the, the scene with the drill was was fantastic. And I'm sure I'm sure Vincent just had a blast being sprayed in the face with that blood. I was um, like, like, that's going to stink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's the thing with the practical effects, too. Like to me, it's just like you were saying you guys are goofballs on set. Like I know that practical effects uh, when you are the person having them applied to you, I know they can be very uncomfortable when you're wearing them right. for hours. There can be so many. It can be so restrictive. But right. I think, you know, also in that moment of how fun it is, like I said, to be to be the person on set that gets to spray Vincent with blood in the face, take after take after take, <laughs> and you know, just just uh, even the act of of applying it and creating from you know a perfectly clean face. Now you've got scars and gouges and blood, and uh, to me, that's that is always an aspect of the horror movies that completely fascinates me. I'm so interested. I have dabbled tiny bits very little bit into special effects only on myself just playing around and even that like just having so much fun ripping parts of skin and adding blood and then adding scab blood and working right with wax and things like that is is just so much fun so it's, it's it is it is and, and I like that I like that it's one of those things where when watching 13 Van Boy it's like that's that's practical that's a practical right. effect and you're sitting there applauding like thank you thank you like again right from 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 a, the heart of a slasher fan I'm like thank <laughs> goodness like you know you get worried sometimes because you don't know what you're going to get in in horror movies today if you're going right. to get a practical effect if you're going to get CGI so mm -hmm. it is it is always kind of a breath of fresh air to be like oh that that was really on set they really mm -hmm. did that yep <laughs> And I got a gush right. for a second. I absolutely adore Nora Hewitt. I think she's such an amazing human being. So it was so cool Oh my cool gosh, to see I love her as a human being and as an artist. Absolutely. Uh, and Meg Wilbur did our special effects. And um, is, for those who don't know, they were both on the ninth season of Face Off, which is a competition of special effects artists. And um, it, Nora won. They, they both did a wonderful job. Mm -hmm. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I think the effects were so fun. And yeah. all right, so we've been we've been making you chat for so long. I want one more fun question, if that's okay. Okay, absolutely. You have to take on a new roommate. This person's going to be with you for at least a year. Good thing mm -hmm. we're post pandemic, but it has to be a killer from a slasher a series. Um, who do you take on as a roommate, and why? Hmm. <laughs> It has to be from a slasher, you said? Well, it could be from any horror. It could be any horror villain you choose. Because like, I'm taking the little girl. From yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're brave. You're the bravest one. That's scary. Really? Okay. You're going to. Yeah, I am. I am. Wow. You're going to like yeah. try. And you're going to hang out with her. You're going to do some bad things together. You're going to try and change her. What's the what's like? How's no. a Friday night looking? I, I You know, I've got to really think this through. <laughs> You know, I, I I was thinking maybe I could um, do some rehabilitation, but now that you said joining up with her, I'm like going, 
huh, this could have some real uh, possibilities. Yeah. So much more potential for her when she's got a grown-up with her, when she's got a guardian right. helping her. That's true. Exactly. Places, you guys yeah. take this on the road. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I think that, I think this has some real possibilities here. <laughs> Thumb and Louise vibe, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, when you have this kid around, who's going to question? That's true. Yeah. <laughs> that's true nobody's gonna suspect you like right and you you pull off like the doting mom grandma vibe well you know what i mean right? like yeah you would both get away with it so easily yeah. we would who would ever suspect, suspect us <laughs> that's such a good call yes you mind mine would we would never get away with anything i think i'd go with the crypt keeper from tales from the crypt. would you yeah okay we yeah. have yeah. we dress up you know, like mm-hmm. we'd wear costumes. He's so right. like on New Year's, he wears a fancy tuxedo. Like, and I'm all about bad jokes. So we would right. get a, like, it would be <laughs> so perfect together. I really think we would just be the most, the most perfect duo. Jackie, how about you? You um, like the strong, silent type roommate? I was going to say, Jason? I'm like, you know what? I wouldn't mind a quiet roommate. So I, I you know, I, I could look to Jason or Michael Myers because I would have peace. <laughs> I know they'd be quiet. That's true. Um, for right? the most part, they clean up after themselves. So I feel like that might be beneficial. <laughs> but you know what? I would lack, you know, that communication, that camaraderie. Yeah. Um, honestly, right. I think I'm going to go with Chucky. Uh, okay. Another- I think he and I would have fun. You know, I, I, I think he and I would, uh, we'd have some good times. <laughs> These are awesome choices, you guys. I could live with all of those. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, Deborah, first of all, thank you so much for coming to hang out with us. This was so much fun. Um, you are now officially on an honorary Jersey Ghoul. Congratulations. Yay. Um, yeah, I'm thrilled. Yeah, you, now you got to eat Gabagool, never Capicola ever again. You know, like it's got to be Gabagool. Um, you know, the Jersey goal, the Jersey devil has to be your favorite cryptid from now on, you know, there's oh, yeah. rules for the club, but other than oh, that, absolutely right? no problem there. Oh, oh, perfect. Good. And yeah. hopefully you are a fan of the, of the meats and sausages. Cause that's an important part. Yep. And, okay, yep. <laughs> and again, thank you so much. So tell us a little bit about where people can find you and your movies and all that good stuff. Okay, we uh, 13 Fanboy um, is right now, it's on Vudu, Amazon, um, let's see, iTunes, Xbox, Google Play, uh, in, on May 2nd, it'll be on Showtime. Showtime. That's awesome, yeah. And um, you can get DVDs um, online at Walmart, Target, uh, uh, Barnes & Noble, and Amazon. Awesome. We are all anxiously awaiting your next project. We cannot wait to see what you've got brewing. Uh, definitely keep Thank us all you. posted, tease us all on social media. But the best place to get um, me is in Deborah Voorhees Sheer Horror Group. And it's all about all horror. It's Friday the 13th. It's 13 Fanboy and anything. If it goes bump in the night, it's us. Well, again, yes, we, we are thrilled to have have spoken with you tonight Deborah. thank you so much for taking the time we hope that everybody has enjoyed listening everybody go out watch 13 fanboy support it and hey maybe there will be some more 13 fanboy in the future maybe we'll see we'll we'll have have to follow we'll have to follow uh deborah Voorhees sheer horror so we can find out everything that's going on. Uh, don't forget to follow us on social media. 
and your favorite podcasting app just by searching Jersey Ghouls. And you can also find all of the links to our shows, our blogs, and contact us on our website at jerseyghouls.com. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 